0: Listen, as creatives, our focus should be on the clients and our craft. And now that I have my virtual assistant, I can devote more of my time to exactly that. The beauty of hiring a VA through StyleSmart is that they come to you already trained and able to seamlessly step into your business. From managing appointments and client communications to handling your social media presence, StyleSmart virtual assistants free you up to concentrate on your clients. And that's a change your clients will notice and appreciate. I mean, can we say elevating your perceived value? So when you're ready to level up in your business and take some weight off your shoulders, head on over to stylesmartva.com and book a free discovery call today. You'll also find the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. Style Smart VA, empowering beauty professionals to focus on what they do best. Well, hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Your Hair Mentor podcast. I'm your host and your hair mentor, Crystal Green, and I am full on enjoying summer life right now. You know, I kind of left you hanging a few weeks ago. I mentioned that I was going to go on some super cool trip, and then I did not release a podcast episode right before I left. I had this intention on recording a podcast and then having it release while I was on vacation, thinking I'd be so sly. And as it turns out, life got in the way and I did not get a chance to do that so cats out of the bag I went to Alaska and it was so amazing. I had the wonderful opportunity to go with a friend of mine whose family lives up there. And so we got to go stay with my friend's family. My friend came along too, obviously her and her children and me and my family and the two families got to hang out and man, we went fishing. We went crabbing. We went clamming. We were slug hunting. Granted, it was mostly the boys that were slug hunting and berry picking and just had a wonderful, full-time, completely off the grid in terms of internet and social media. Uh, We had power and water and all that stuff, but um, zero connection to the outside world. And the first 24 hours were a little weird. I have to admit, I am very used to being able to check my email, check my social media, do all these things that I'm um, kind of ingrained to do now. And after the first day, it was like, Amazing, I did have my phone in my hand a lot because I was taking these incredible videos and photos of all these great memories, but um, just really living in the moment. And although it was rugged, I loved it. And I think we got blessed with some amazing weather while we were there. Most of the time, it was like mid sixties and sunny. Now we were in the part of Alaska. That's not far enough North that it was glaciers and frozen stuff. We were in like Rainforesty, green, lush Alaska. And so everything was kind of sloppy, a little soupy, a little wet. I pretty much lived in my galoshes and my, um, what do you call it, fishing overalls. And, you know, I bought these just thinking, well, I may not use them, but my friend told me I might need them on the fishing boat. They're like bright orange and ridiculous. And I lived in those suckers for the week because everything was just wet everything you sat on was wet. Um, but it was amazing. And on our way out, we got some serious weather. Um, it was kind of like, um, high seas, like, big swells on the ferry boat coming in. Everyone was seasick. There was people vomiting in the bathroom. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is intense. Um, Because on the way in, it was like sunny and smooth sailing. So it's just crazy how opposite it can swing like that. And then uh, we all got like torrential downpoured on getting into the airport. And so needless to say, It was an adventure, and I hope it's one that my children don't forget, and they were asking me while we were there, Mom, when was the first time you got to come to Alaska? Mom, when was the first time you got to go in a fishing boat? And I'm like, y'all, this is my first time, and they're looking at me like, what are you talking about? You're a grown-up, and I'm like, guys, kids don't get to experience this very often. You need to enjoy it, so um, we were all very much enjoying ourselves. And it's kind of taken me like a few days to get back to reality here (laughs) that I'm like, Oh, I have work to do. And I have, um, emails to answer and I have whatever I need to do that's connected to the world. Um, it was a nice, nice cleanse. And so now we're back to popsicles in the backyard and enjoying the hot weather here in Reno, Nevada. And, you know, friend, I hope you're having a good summer as well too. I feel like You know, this has been a really hard couple of years for everybody, and there's been some dramatic swings in things going on um, around the world. I won't get into any details with that, but you know, it's been a hard time for a lot of people. And so I just really hope that you found your little slice of happiness this summer and you get to enjoy things um, that bring you joy. So here we are enjoying joy, right? Ha. Well, um, okay, I have something else that has brought me joy that I need to um, start talking about. I do not think I added this in my origin story podcast. I don't think I was ready to talk about it yet, but um, if I did, please excuse me if I'm repeating myself. But the way that this whole online adventure came about for me in terms of a business, it started with a book, So, um, back up to when we're mid pandemic and I'm closed down and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to serve people because I've realized I really enjoy helping people manage their hair, whether it's coaching them or giving them instructions, whatever, I really enjoy it. And so my sweet husband is the one that was like, you need to write a book. And so this book just like exploded out of my fingers. And then it's just been sitting on my computer. For the last almost two years now and I don't know what to do with it well I have a question for you which I'll get to in a second but first I have to tell you I have come up with a book title finally and it's been like something I've been circling around for a long time and it finally came to me here it is are you ready for this I feel like it's the title in itself explains everything the title is Hair Splaining. I love it so much. Okay. So the book is literally me breaking down the bullshit. Your stylist tells you so that you can have success in the salon in the stylist chair. That's really what the book is focused on. So there's a little bit of knowledge about your hair and I break down all the sciencey stuff for you in easy to understand terms. And then I show you what's possible with your hair. And then accordingly, what services mean in the salon. And so literally what you want, what your hair is capable of and how to ask for it in the salon. It's a beautiful thing. I'm very excited about it. And here's where I need your help. Okay. I need to create some sort of a survey. Um, I'll circle back to this next week with my podcast. So I'm just planting a seed right now for you. Okay. I need to figure out how this is going to best serve you. Would you prefer an ebook, first of all, or an actual tangible book? Okay, that's step one. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'll get you a survey next week. If you feel inclined to email me in the meantime, please do. I'm at yourhairmentor at gmail.com. But I'd love to know do you want something to hold or do you want something on your phone? And then if I do decide to get you something to hold physically, if there's anyone out there who knows this, should I go traditional publishing route or should I self publish on Amazon? As far as I understand, there's pros and cons of both. So if you know more than I do, please reach out. Or if you know a publicist, you know, anyone in the book world, I would love to hear from them. And so I'm just going to put that out there because why not ask? I feel like you're not going to ask. You're not going to get help if you don't ask for it. So there I am people. Hairsplaining. There will be a tagline underneath that as well that I'm sure will be great, Um, but something to the effect of like decoding the bullshit your stylist says. So very excited about that. Um, uh, Obviously, I need to get back into the swing of things so I can get that rolling again. So I'm going to leave that on the table, come back to it next week. But right now I'm going to get into the topic of the week. Hey, friend, if you enjoy this podcast, come on, I know you do. If you find value in learning something new about your hair or how to manage your relationship with your hairstylist, please consider helping me make more of these episodes by supporting the podcast and becoming a Your Hair Mentor community member. You may have noticed by now that I don't rep specific hair product brands or advertise specific hair companies on this podcast, and that is because it is 1000% fan supported that's you, my friend. I do my darndest to give you all the highest quality, most accurate information, but I could not do it without your support. Not only are you supporting the podcast, the accompanying graphics, and all of my video content you can find on my website, social media, and YouTube, but you get extra perks for becoming a community member. Perks including weekly detailed videos discussing the topics of the week a monthly live Q&A with me where I give you my thoughts and have an opportunity to answer your burning questions in depth, and you get premium access to any of my live coaching webinars where I give specific instructions on things like braids, styling tips, product usage, the list goes on. By becoming a community member, you get access to the full archive of these videos, You can learn more about becoming a Your Hair Mentor community member at www.yourhairmentor.com forward slash community. Friend, thank you so much for your consideration, and I certainly hope you enjoy this week's podcast episode. And this week, I'm going to do a little myth busting for you. I'm going to discuss whether or not alcohol is bad for your hair. So is alcohol bad for your hair? The short answer is, it depends, my friend. There are many different types of alcohols. There's red, white, silver, añejo. Oh, sorry. I'm looking forward to happy hour. My bad. (laughs) Okay. Other less exciting types of alcohols are the kinds that you find in your hair products. Now, these types of alcohols can be put into two general categories. One is called drying and one is called fatty. Okay. Now there's more scientific terms for that, but I'm for the sake of this, we're calling them drying and fatty. Now there's a lot of sciency chemical mumbo jumbo that helps determine how they end up in each category, but I'm going to break it down for you quite simply here. Alcohols come in different sizes, therefore having different properties. Okay. The smaller, shorter ones tend to be more drying. They evaporate quickly and they're really good at absorbing quickly as well. The larger, longer ones tend to be more hydrating, therefore fatty. And this is literally because they come from oils, not because they're like big old fatties, right? But it works both ways. (laughs) The fatty alcohols do not absorb rather. They sit on the outside of the hair and do not evaporate quickly or at all. So the myth ruminating out there is that all alcohols are bad for your hair, skin, and nails because they dry them out. Well, that can be true of short chain alcohols, but it's never true of fatty alcohols and even the ones that are drying can truly serve a purpose. If used correctly, therefore not bad in my opinion. So let me give you some examples of each of these to make sense of this whole mess. Okay. So I'm going to give you categories or things in the category of drying and things in the category of fatty. So some examples of products that could be drying or I'm sorry, have drying alcohols in them are things like shampoo, Hairspray, volumizing styling spray, mousse, blowout mist, saltwater sprays, texturizing sprays, and generally most aerosols. Those seem pretty self-explanatory, right? And on the flip side, products that you may find have fatty alcohols in them are things like conditioners, smoothing styling products, leave-in detanglers, balms, styling creams, gels, treatment masks, and oils. Okay. So let's go back to the drying types of alcohols and discuss when and how they could be quote unquote good. Okay. Because anytime you put the word drying together with hair makes you cringe, right? I feel ya. That's where the myth comes from. So let's discuss. Okay. So sometimes other ingredients and products that may serve your hair really, really well, won't dissolve in water. So the hair scientists out there, I imagine these guys in like lab coats, like, you know, all cool and sciencey. I imagine someday I would be one of those people, but it didn't work out. Anyway, um, these hair scientists have to use another form of solvent to deliver the good stuff onto your hair. What I mean by solvent is those ingredients need to be like mixed in or dissolved into something. And sometimes that solvent is water. Sometimes it's other things, Right. And so a short chain drying alcohol is the perfect example of that solvent. The alcohol can carry the good stuff to your hair and then evaporate away, leaving the things you do want to stay on your hair. Make sense? Hairspray, for example. You want that sticky, holdy stuff to get to your hair, but you don't want it to be wet, right? Alcohol is the perfect delivery system for that. You spray it on and the alcohol evaporates immediately, leaving behind the hold factor on your bomb ass hairstyle. You follow me? Okay. And then fatty alcohols do just the opposite. They do not evaporate quickly. Sometimes they even attract water. And what that will do is add hydration to your hair. So for something like a conditioner, that is a great quality. The two types of alcohol couldn't be further from each other in how they act. It's so crazy. I feel like they just need a different name, right? It's like, why call all of these an alcohol? I don't understand, but they do. And so how do you know if your product has a fatty or a shorty alcohol? Literally, you need to read the ingredients. Wah, wah. I know total bummer, but there is so much marketing bullshit out there. You have to be able to see through that. And the only way to do so is a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of reading. So grab your ingredient list and come along partner. Now I could sit here all day and rattle off all the different types of alcohols and all their properties, but I'm pretty sure I would lose all eight of my listeners in doing so. And I don't want to do that. Um, So instead I made you a super cool little cheat sheet. I've included all the common used forms of alcohol and hairstyling products, and I put them into their respective category. Easy peasy. You can find this amazing resource if you head on over to www.yourhairmentor.com forward slash weekly freebie. And for right now, since we're here now, I'll give you two of the biggest players in the alcohol categories, one from each, right? So the commonly used, Fatty alcohol is c alcohol. Now it starts with a C and the most commonly used shorty alcohol is isopropyl alcohol. So that's the drying one. It really does pay to know your alcohols because it'll give you an idea of the properties of any given product. And then listen to this. Sometimes products will even have both say what? If that's the case, it's safe to assume that the product will have some sort of hydrating or shine properties along with the ability to dry faster. You see this in things like leave-in conditioners that help reduce drying time. So once you understand the purpose of the alcohols, it makes it less scary, right? So I think we can consider this myth busted. <laughs> woo woo woo. So now that we've got all of our alcohol bases covered, well, short of a margarita by the pool, which sounds really awesome right now. Um, let's pop on over to the product of the week. And this week is all about moose. What are moose? Mooses? Mises? Mice? Moose. I like to call it a versatile styler. Maybe I need an English major to help me with the um, way to say plural. Anyway, um, okay. So according to Wikipedia, here is the definition of a mousse. Hair mousse, also referred to as styling foam, I'm sure you've seen it packaged that way as well, is a hair styling product to protect, control, and style hair. Moose originates from a French term, meaning foam. It originated in France and was brought to North America by L'Oreal in the 1980s. (laughs) Dude, L'Oreal was like taking over the world in the eighties. Do you remember that? So I did a little reading on Moose before I did this podcast and I came across something that made me giggle as this stuff hit the shelves. It blew everyone away in the eighties. This era of hairstyling products was what is known as moose mania. Isn't that hilarious? There was like a 10 year span when moose styling products took over hair product retail. It was like ingenious, this new styling product that did all these things crazy, right? Moose mania. But you know, there's a reason for that. It is incredibly versatile Anyone from short hair to long hair could probably find a use for mousse use for mousse. I like that. It can be used on straight, fine hair or thick curly hair. Now, obviously the type amount and application methods will change for each of those, but the product itself is crazy versatile. I don't know many other styling products that can span the entire hair type categories like a mousse can. As versatile as it is, there is one thing you need to know about every application method. It is intended for use on wet hair. Did you hear me in case you weren't listening? Wet hair only, my friend. The idea is you apply mousse to wet hair, manipulate it the way you want, and then dry it accordingly. The mousse will act to like preserve and support your styling methods. So let me give you some examples of when and where you would possibly use a mousse. Okay. So let's say you have really short hair. I think a global application, meaning like applied all over your head for optimized volume and hold, that'd be a great application of a mousse on medium length hair. Let's say you just apply it at the roots for lift and volume or you can apply it globally for massive control during a big voluminous blowout with like a big round brush on long hair. I would suggest sticking to the roots for volume and not pulling it through your ends or on the ends for curly hair. If you're going to diffuse for a little extra curl definition and hold literally scrunching it into the ends. So really the only wrong way to use it is to apply it on dry hair. Now, why is that? Commonly the first ingredient in mousses, mises, mousse, whatever you want to call it is water. And with any styling products whose first ingredient is water, it's a good indicator that it's intended to go on damp or wet hair. If you apply a water-based styling product on dry hair, especially a foam, you may find that it gets sucked into your hair way too quickly, doesn't distribute evenly, and doesn't b- bleh, perform the way it's supposed to. This is especially true for foams because like they come out, they're puffy and then they dissipate immediately. So the water in your hair is supposed to help that styling product like glide around and absorb evenly. A mousse also has some sort of a polymer, resin, or other like hold building agent in it as well. And when those are not evenly distributed, you get like crunchy spots and sticky spots and your hair will be generally tough to deal with. So, but take those same hold ingredients and get them all distributed the way that they're intended to, and then dry them in place. And your results will be magic. My friend, if you can't tell already, I am a huge fan of a good mousse and proper application methods. So something else you should know about mousses. Every time I say that, I laugh. Like I'm such a child, um, a lot of them, like all of them I've ever seen also contain alcohols in them. There's a reason I picked this for the product of the week. Y'all mostly they contain the short chain, quick, quick evaporating kind. That's kind of hard to say chain, quick evaporating kind. And that's because a mousse is intended to dry quickly. So additions of things like alcohol are there just to do that. Um, Even the kind that are labeled hydrating or moisturizing still contain drying alcohols. They just combat the drying effects of those alcohols by adding yummy oils and silicones and other conditioning agents. But you should know, no mousse is really going to add moisture to your hair. Their number one job is to create lightweight hold, maybe a tiny bit of shine, but that's it. So if you're looking for something to add moisture, hydration, or repairing qualities, you need to add that as a layering product in your hair, meaning add that product first, then your mousse. Okay. So how do you know when to apply, how much to apply and how to style with a mousse? I already mentioned that you always apply them on wet hair, right? So we got that covered but there is a pecking order of styling product application as well. And I have a really basic, helpful tip to make this bulletproof for you. If you are applying, blah, blah. <laughs> if you are applying any product that is intended to add softness, moisture, repair, bond building, or etc., they are to go under your mousse. Got it. Meaning apply those products first, and then apply your mousse. Don't do like a hand cocktail and stick it all together. Um, You want the mousse to be the outermost layer of product on your hand. And that's because of the way that it works to create the hold you're looking for. The mousse literally wraps a layer of like holdy stuff around each strand to keep it where you put it. And other styling products can get in the way and like muddy the waters with that. So mousse goes on last before styling, boom. And now, how do you know how much to apply? This is kind of trial and error. And I apologize. I don't have a perfect answer for you because I know this is probably like number one question. How much do I use? But I will say moose is typically very forgiving because it's meant to be lightweight and it's kind of hard to overuse. And it always looks like a lot of product when you first squirt it out, but the foam breaks down very quickly. It's meant to do that and dissolves into your hair. So rule of thumb here, start out with at least a golf ball size foam blob for your entire head. If it's short to medium length hair and two golf balls for long hair, once you get how much product figured out, there's one more thing to consider too. Whatever your styling technique is, make sure that all the foam is dissolved and no longer visible on your hair before you start to blow dry. This is really important. If you have, if you can see the white foam anywhere on your hair and you start to dry, that foam is going to create a very strange, crunchy, sticky spot in your hair. So make sure it's all scrunched in um, or pushed into your hair. So... For those of you using it on your roots, that means rubbing it in really good and scrubbing your hands around at your scalp till you don't see the foam anymore. For those of you using it through your mid shaft and ends, that means combing it or brushing it through. And for those of you scrunching it into your curly ends, that means scrunching and crunching until the foam disappears completely. And then you get your style on hot stuff. So, I'm gonna leave you with just one more nugget of information about mousse before we go. If you are looking for maximum smoothing and straightening of very thick, coarse hair, do not reach for a mousse. It will create unnecessary body and like grippiness to something that needs the exact opposite. Deal? Deal. Okay, my friend, I think we've uncovered mousses. And as we wrap up this episode, I just want to give a big thank you to all my listeners, all, what, nine of you now that I have. Um, It really, truly is an honor to be here and to be able to serve you and help you with your hair in any capacity that I can. So make sure you go check out this week's freebie and get that list of alcohols in your pocket so you have it for later. And I will see you next time, my friend. Take care. Have a great week. Okay, bye. Hey friend, Crystal here, and I've got something special for you that's too good to miss. Introducing the wildly popular Confident Conversations Bootcamp, where we unlock the three secret stylist skills that attract clients who pay. In just three classes, we'll transform how you communicate, connect, and turn every conversation in the salon into a formula for high-paying clients. It's not magic, it's mastery of words, presence, and the kind of confidence that turns heads. So why sign up? Because mastering these skills means more than just full books. It's about crafting a career that's as rewarding financially as it is creatively. We're talking quality clients who value your expertise and are happy to pay you for it. And the best part, it's completely free.